finale of The Right Perspective. Be sure to like, share. I know, right? (laughs) Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform you use to engage with us. Today, we're going to recap and review What's Love Got to Do With It? The 1993 biopic of the life of Tina Turner, starring Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. This movie was not originally on our list of films for this season, but of course we wanted to take the opportunity to honor the life and impact of Tina Turner, who recently passed away, actually less than a month ago on May 24th, uh, 2023. Mm. And so I wanted to read a few sentences from a memorial article in Rolling Stone. And there, of course, were tons of these articles out there, but Rolling Stone seemed like the right publication to, to pull from for her. It says, Tina Turner, the raspy voice fireball who overcame domestic abuse and industry ambivalence to emerge as one of rock and roll's, rock and soul's brassiest, most rousing, and most inspirational performers, died Wednesday at age 83. Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll, has died peacefully today at the age of 83 after a long illness in her home in Kusnacht near Zurich, Switzerland, her family said in a statement Wednesday. With her, the world loses a music legend and a role model. So that was, wow. that's just a small piece of a really lovely, lovely article on rollingstone.com. What's Love Got to Do With It grossed $61 million on a $51 million budget. Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne received nominations at the 66th Academy Awards for Best Actress and Best Actor. And, and they didn't win. Um, but and Angela Bassett won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress um, for Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical that year. And for some, these facts and just the mere fact that this movie, you know, honors the legacy of this amazing woman, that would be enough for this movie to be considered a classic. Uh, but today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that we have picked especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. And it is the finale. <laughs> so, so I have to say hello. <laughs> I am Brittany Wright, and I am, in fact, the youngest. Y'all got all, all three syllables of the name today. <laughs> yeah. well, pin, pin a rose on your nose. Okay, me, me youngest, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, so hard this is, having haters your whole life. <laughs> Y'all, this is season three. Before we even get into this movie, can we just, like, have a moment here? of just like celebrating three seasons of this podcast. I was trying to search my brain. I can't even remember how this whole thing started. Like who, oh, I know. whose idea was this? It was, a, we were, we were, we were all talking. We were all talking on a three way. And we thought, you know, we were, how we always joke about our name or whatever. And then we came up with that. It, it was like real time, like, you know, the right for we we should do this. Like we're talking about the musicals right now. We should we should do this should be a podcast. We could call it the right perspective. And, and boom. The and there was. Yeah, wow. I, I, remember, I, I remember. And I I this is one of my for me, this is one of my favorite parts of, of life. And I'm glad that I have like Brittany lives in Pittsburgh, Janai lives in New York, I live in Atlanta. And so we don't get to physically see each other 
a lot. And when, and like, we all got lives going on, you know what I'm saying? And so, but this is like, no matter what we're, you know, we're, we're doing this. So I, I'm, I'm very grateful and just happy, you know, that we're in, that we're in season three and, and I'm excited about moving forward. You know what I mean? Oh, I oh, love that. I that love was well that. said, bro. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love that y'all. was sweet. <laughs> it makes me want to create a right perspective song right now. Do it. It's the right perspective. Oh, yeah. Simply the best. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. That, no. <laughs> wait, I got, no, no. We that cannot was, afford the license. That was, that was, that was uh, Tina. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So. It, it, <laughs> we can rewind. It's the right perspective. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Yeah, I like whoa, that. Whoa. I like that 90s sitcom flair you just yeah, if, we, if we did have a song, it would be a 90s yeah. sitcom. Absolutely. Late like, 80s, 90s. What do you do <laughs> when you need an opinion? You go to <laughs> the right perspective. What do I watch? What do I do? What do be, I listen to? But there would be different. There would be different the angles. Right like it would be like this. Totally. <laughs> and then my name would kind of like. <laughs> and then I'd have like a sassy pose, like, hmm. <laughs> I would want. I would want something beside me to drop, and I just pick it up and go. <laughs> like, like I'm such a silly goose for oh, dropping man. things. Okay. We're really, we're, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to do this. I yeah. don't know when, but we're going to do this and put this together. Sis, do you have any season three, any reflections at this season three point? Um, You know, I just, I have appreciated just being, I like hearing other people be excited about our podcast like it has been like oh it every time like I hear it although I'm I always expect that people are watching it still is nice when someone's like oh my goodness that was so funny I'm like it still catches me off guard like oh okay and you so it's just I appreciate whenever those things happen um and it has it's definitely had me see way more movies than I thought that I would um and even just some movies that I think were on my list but I was just never making time and so now when you have a circumstance where you have to make time um to do it it's like okay you you can you can make time for things you want so at any rate I have I've it has been it has definitely been a good journey um, just like I can't believe season three in my brain we were like still in season one like and I'm like right? have you been doing this for two years for real <laughs> and it, I mean for real. three years for real three and years. I was like dang oh my gosh so yep. it's just been a point yeah. of reflection like okay and you just you know you can't despise small beginnings um mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to see what we do for the future yeah, oh, I love that, sis. I feel the same way as both of you. I'm just, I'm in gratitude. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited for all the content that we have, and I'm looking forward to us promoting it more. And um, I had a moment the other day. I got a message from um, someone who was um, a fan of a, a a video, 
um, series that that me and my friend Larry did years ago, recapping the show Scandal. Scandal, yeah. <laughs> the scandalous so, scandal recap. The scandalous scandal recap. So me and my friend Larry Brown Jr. Um, you LBJ. Know, yes, and you can if you actually if we go to the uh, Right Perspective YouTube page, there's a link to a playlist that actually has our videos on it. So we would recap and discuss the scandal scandal recap. And there was um, someone that, well, let me just say, we had a very, very good following. We even had some episodes that hit like thousands and thousands of views, you know? Mm -hmm. So we had some really good moments on that podcast. But what was special is that we had some actual relationships that came out of it. Mm -hmm. So there was a woman, her name is Josie Carter. I'm shouting her out. Okay. Who threw a, a big event in Los Angeles. This is when the, the show scandal was everybody's jam and she called it gladiators unite. Right. And she, and there were people from all across the country. I remember there were people from other countries. I remember there was this woman from, Bar from Barbados I talked to for a long time. So people from around the world came to California to celebrate and enjoy this show. And she had panelists there, um, including like Joe Morton was there, you know, Papa Pope, you know, uh, and, and she had invited me and Larry to be on a panel. I was on a panel with Kev on stage, you know, yeah, that now very well-known yeah, comedian. This is when he was really just, just popping off. And, um, and Josie now is someone that I consider to be a dear friend. Wow. You know, and That's so, true. and you know, and she, and so anyway, I'm just saying like, there are relationships that have come out of, out of these mediums, you know, and the fact that we're doing the right perspective, it has allowed me to keep in touch with a lot of connections that I made through the scandalous scandal recap that me and Larry used to do. So oh, anyway, man. that's, so I'm, I'm grateful for all of this. And I'm also just really grateful for, for, you know, the relationships that have, that have come from it. So yeah. I'm excited already for season four. You know, we'll see what happens, y'all. Shout out to the perspective community. Yay. All right. So let's let's get into our final episode for this season, y'all. And again, this we're my talking about <laughs> Yes. And <laughs> what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. Obviously, we've started now with love <laughs> at the top of this uh, podcast episode. But y'all, um, you know, if you're new to our podcast, we always pick a voting symbol at the top of the podcast. And we <laughs> use that to, at the end of the podcast, to vote to decide whether the content is a, is a classic from the right perspective. Okay. And we all come up with suggestions. I generally try to get, you know, something that, that, that really gets to the essence, something that gets to the heart of the matter. Okay. <laughs> and I recommend that as a voting symbol. Aubrey will generally pull one of the very well-known visuals or, or, or points from the content. And Brittany doesn't prepare at all. And in the moment, <laughs> you know, the spirit just moves her and she'll That's make right. some recommendations. And so y'all, <laughs> I have one to recommend. And, um, and I think it it draws it's 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 on it's right on that line because I think it's also a very iconic uh, symbol for not only Tina Turner before this movie, and that is the fringe dress. I want to recommend that we use the fringe dress as a voting symbol, and that is because it's it's layered. It's got so many layers, and um, you know when it comes down to the woman that Tina Turner was, you know we meet her initially. Um, as this mousy, you know, person from, from the country. Um, 
Nutbush, Tennessee. From Nutbush, Tennessee. And no one, including her, would have thought early in her life in young adulthood that she would end up becoming an iconic rock star, international rock star. You know, and so I think she is just the perfect example of, you know, you don't know what's 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 beneath. You know, nobody knows. It's you, it's me, it's up to each of us to do that excavation work, you know, to find out what's within and to bring it to bring it forward. And so I thank you for that lesson, Tina Turner. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a symbol of that. And that is why I recommend the fringe dress, the wonderful, all those wonderful shiny layers. Um, to be our voting symbol. Mm. What'd you come up with, bro? That was the only one I could think of as well, was the dress, because you know, you, you associate that dress with Tina. Mm-hmm. So I thought of that too. Sis, did you have any? Well, listen, I know normally during the season, I'm not prepared, but prepared? on our oh. season finale. Finale! On our season finale, nothing has changed. And so (laughs) that was beautiful. Because you really set me up. I made you alive. It's the same. Uh, (laughs) But she actually did it. Like I wasn't excited. She actually got that was good. Which is hard to do. That was good. (laughs) Nothing's changed. Here we uh, go. Let's go. <laughs> the Tina Turner hair. Okay. Mm. The dress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her arms and legs could really just be a voting symbol on them all. You said it. Yeah, <laughs> said it Listen. Okay. They all all by herself. Okay. Yes. A microphone. Yep. Okay. A piece of cake. That wasn't funny, Brittany. If you are in the black community, it's a quote. It's, it's a, a quote. It's a cake anime. It's a cake anime. This was the first time I saw this you? movie. Listen, this was the first time I saw this movie. Quotes but from this I, movie that shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, there was so much. I I've never seen this movie, but I've known that. That so quote, like, yes. Yeah. Eat the cake anime. Eat the cake. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> we use it in the black community to refer to anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. We could use that quote. There are a million ways you're supposed to do something. Pages. Yes. If you're yeah. supposed to do something and it's like you don't want to do it, you're trying to make someone do it, just eat the cake anime. Yeah. yeah. Or if you already did something you didn't really want to do. Yeah. Cake anime. You know? You could, there's just so many ways. We're so sorry it's so good. that we're like that in the Black community. Not, we're sorry, not sorry. We're not. <laughs> we're not sorry. Well, I will say, you know, it seems like the dress was on your list, sis, yeah. and it was Aubrey's idea as well. It sounds like it was on every yeah, dress. Yeah, let's do the dress. Yeah. Right. Yes. So a at the end of this dress. episode, okay, what's love got to do with it? Has got to receive three fringe dresses. If it does not receive three, it will not be considered a classic. Okay. So let's get into a quick recap. We always do a recap, y'all, because, spoiler alert, because our content is generally old, just like this movie came out in 1993. All right, let's do a quick recap. All right, so here's a recap of what's love. Got to- Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, now, and I was like, what was I doing in 93? I was in sixth grade. But yep. somehow I associate this movie with, like, 
being in college. I feel like maybe that's when I saw it. Yeah. You know? We definitely couldn't have saw it at our house. Because oh, I no remember way. I saw it at a cousin's house. Oh, yeah. That was the only way that was getting viewed outside the <laughs> home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do a I, It's surprising because because it's Tina Turner, I wouldn't have been surprised if that got a pass. You know, the abusive themes. I think it yeah, probably would have would would have kept it you out. Probably kept it. Yeah, you're, yeah, right, you're right. You're right. That's probably you're right. It. You're right. Yeah. You know. So let's let's dig in here. So Tina Turner's real name is Anime Bullock. So that's the name you're going to hear. You know, in the beginning of the recap. Just FYI. And so Anime was raised in Nutbush, Tennessee, by her grandmother. Her mother had abandoned her when she was really young, apparently fleeing an abusive relationship with Anime's father. And as an 18 or 19 year old in 1958, when her grandmother died, Anime gets reunited with her mother and older sister in St. Louis, Missouri. Anna is enthralled by city life, including the nightlife. And after watching a local star named Ike Turner perform with his band, Kings of Rhythm, multiple times, she participated in an audience sing-along opportunity and really impressed him. Ike told Anna and her mother that he could make Anna famous and they believed him. And so she became a front woman for his band. And then eventually they record and release a hit song called A Fool in Love. Um, and Ike actually released the song under the moniker Ike and Tina Turner, effectively without her permission, frankly, giving Tina Turner the stage name that we all now know and love. Along the way, as their professional career was blooming, so was a romantic one. Unfortunately, Ike was incredibly abusive, both physically and mentally. He was a drug addict and severely insecure and jealous. He'd watched other artists that he'd nurtured surpass him, and he took that bitterness out on Tina, especially as her star started to rise professionally. Phil Spector had signed Tina to a solo deal for the song River Deep Mountain High, and that actually opened the door for Ike and Tina to open for the Rolling Stones in London. And then uh, after that, they released uh, their cover of the song Proud Mary. And at that point, Tina just became a bona fide international superstar. And that pushed Ike further into the shadows. He was so resentful. And Tina, you know, who suffered from her own abandonment issues, she just couldn't find it within herself to leave this abusive relationship. So she endured that abuse for about 16 years. She had a child with Ike and raised his children from a prior relationship. Eventually, a friend introduces Tina to Buddhism, and it helps Tina to find the courage to leave Ike and start life on her own. She divorces him and gives him the rights to everything they own together, music, property, everything. The only mm. thing she kept from their life together was her stage name. Then at the age of 43, she launched her solo career with the support of a new manager named Roger Davies, who believed in her dream of being a rock star in spite of her being a black woman in her 40s. Not a usual demographic for rock star, you know, kickoff <laughs> career time, okay? And in 1983, you know, Roger had set Tina up with a, a huge launch performance at Ritz Theater. Ike somehow gets into the theater and confronts her in her dressing room, threatening to harm her. She stares him in the eye and shocks his mind to Channel 9 when she conveys that she is no longer intimidated by him. She dares him to do his worst. And as he stands there dumbfounded by her evolution, she walks out of the dressing room onto the stage to perform her new single, What's Love Got to Do With It? And of course, the rest is history. The end. 
Yeah, yeah, get into it, sis. Get into yeah, it. I don't know. I thought y'all. Yeah, no, I, I, it sounded like she was just open it. I don't. It didn't sound like she had a theory. Sis, I thought that song here had touched your soul, and you was about mm-hmm. to break something down. I can see, because I think that that song has always been something that has made me go, "What does she mean by a second? Oh, I, I think it's for me. It's very clear. Is that okay? When you're break talking down, about. When you're talking about creating a successful relationship, what's love got to do with it? For real. Cause like the thing about it is love is amazing, right? It's 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 what the whole what everything is about. But it's also incredibly dangerous in the sense that you can fall in love with someone who is ultimately um detrimental to your life. Mm. And and all of us have experienced that on some level, one way or the other. Or, and it might not even be love. You might think it's love in the in the moment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But to me, what it, what she's thinking about is that it's almost like this person's ter- t- treating me wrong. It's like, but I love them. And somebody else saying, "What does love got to do with it?" Mm. Like like if they're treating you wrong. It doesn't matter you know what I mean? mm. about about so that's that's all it always is. Okay, yeah. well, I, I will tell was... you how I hear that song, and it's not too far from where you are, bro. When I hear that song, I hear that song as someone whose heart's been broken, and mm-hmm. they are fully in their like defense space, you mm. know. And you know, there's even that line where it's like, you know, love. It's like a sweet old fashioned notion, you know. What's love got to do with it? Who needs a heart? when a heart can be broken. And so it's almost a place like the person is basically saying like, you know what? Um, Love has not served Mm -hmm. me. And so I'm not factoring that in right now. I I am focused on our physical connection. Mm. I'm focused on having a good time and I'm focused on myself. I've been thinking about a new direction, but I have to say, I've been thinking about my own protection and it scares me to feel this way. It's like, I'm rejecting love. Okay, because it but has she, when she me. says when she says it's physical, she's now talking about the lyrics. I thought physical was was sex. I thought well, see, was, I, yeah, I see. I'm taking okay, her yeah, saying, see, listen, we, I'm, I'm not getting into all this emotional stuff. Let's keep we're keeping it light, okay? We're keeping it physical, okay? And we're just we're we're keeping it breezy because I don't need love. Like right I, I no, that makes sense to me. I, but I've always heard it as she's. It's almost, I always heard it like she's saying these feelings we're feeling are ultimately physical. So it's, it's like you're talking about love like it's this mystical thing where it's it's wonderful, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it's not enough to overcome I hear, if yeah, something's I hear actually, what you're saying, bro. No, but, yeah. I hear, but I like, but I'm saying, I hear what you're saying too. Mm-hmm. And that completely makes sense. It's so funny how like we all hear, but see, that's what that's good. art. That's what yeah, that's good. art. Yes. That's art. Yes. When, it, when you we we all have an interpretation and it, and it yeah. works no matter where you land, you know. Yeah. And she says you must understand how the touch of your hand makes my pulse react. It's only the thrill of boy meeting girl. Opposites attract. It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore 
that it means more than that. You mm. know? Yeah, these lyrics are deep. They're deep. Yeah, I might, I, might, I, might, I might delve into them lyrics later. Yeah. Just Listen, just... I was just looking at them like, I, I see what Janai is saying. Like, it's not part of that. What her, what I felt like when I was just looking at them, like the lyrics are saying like, love doesn't have nothing to do with this interaction right now, honey. And don't get confused and think it does. Because mm. <laughs> I like how you touch me and you like how I touch you. That's it. Man, yeah, I, I, I really, think, I really think y'all are right. I really but that, that line where she says you must try to ignore that it means more than that. I feel that that's her saying, okay, maybe I do. There's some emotion creeping in here. Stop it. Thwart it. Mm. Reject it. Okay. Oh, man. Keep I'm going to read these lyrics. Like, <laughs> I, I'm about to, I, I didn't know. I would have read them Nina girl. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the perfect way for the movie to wrap, too. Yeah. Because whoever wrote this song, they're reflecting on some lessons learned. Okay. And if there's one thing that we know that she concluded through her life story through the first 40 years of her life is that love is not enough. Okay. Because did she love her mom? Yeah. Mama gone. Mama left her. Okay. Did she love Ike? Yes. What did he do? Mentally, physically abused her. That there's got to be some other things that make a relationship work. And so a person who's had her life journey would certainly ask the question, what? Does love got to do with it? However, you interpret that question. Okay. That's the end of the podcast. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the right perspective. That's it. Listen. So, and these mics ain't going to work next time because we about to drop all of them. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> drop all of them. Hey, bro, I think you should kick us off because I didn't know that this was your first time seeing this movie. I personally have seen it 1,527 times. My I can almost nipple. recite well, it. This was, movie. It was. It was a movie that I felt like I knew the whole movie before I saw it. Mm. And and after I saw it, I was in fact correct for all of these <laughs> past 30 years. But because I knew, I'm like, okay, when you see it, you're like, okay, somewhere along the line, she hooks up with Ike. Ike obviously becomes abusive. She breaks away and becomes a bigger star. That is what this movie is going to be yeah and that's and the other thing was is tina turner for me is an interesting case because she's one one of the artists where i could watch her and see the talent i could listen to her and hear the talent and know that i'm watching something special but it just doesn't connect with me her music mm. just just doesn't move me and it, it, and it's and I and it's like I'm not saying the mu- the music is obviously amazing, yes. But just it from a, even from a technical standpoint. So, like for example, if you you had a, a biopic about Sade, I'd be all over that because of how Sade's music resonates with me. But yes, that, oh, that don't, makes don't, sense. Don't, don't get me started. Yeah. But that makes sense, because, though. Remember, I, I, we just we just did that Barbara Streisand movie. Yeah. And we we were we were all like, oh my God, her voice is the best thing since sliced bread. I didn't buy no CDs of hers. You know, I like it. So th- I think it's very possible to really, you know, love and respect uh someone right. from a very genuine place, but right. also not necessarily be an active fan. I right. think that happens. You know. Right, and that's and that's where that's where yeah. I was, because and mm-hmm. that's why I just never been 
moved to 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 see it. But um, but I, again, what now watching it, I would have liked to be you know surprised, but it was that was so. And I'll tell you right up front, like the movie felt very much like it came from a perspective. You know what I mean? And it felt unbalanced to me. It, mm-hmm. it just, just and watching it for the first and it was, time. It was based on her book. It was inspired by her book of her life. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's her take. I just, there were just or things. Or it's a version of her take. There were inaccuracies that, that the Turner family raised questions about. So that's just something we all should know. It's not like Tina Turner is saying 100% of what happened in this movie is right. Well, but and it was inspired I, by her book, you know. And I think that like it that should have been clear, clearer that like this movie comes from my life, but y'all, this is my like I'm writing a movie here. Like this is a movie. This is not real life. There should have been some because there were port, parts in that movie that made me stop and Google. I was like, did this happen? Like this, like, like when, um, they're like when they start showing abuse, it was making sense to me up to a certain point, right? Like when he smacked her, when she said something about his, uh, song sounding the same, you know what I mean? Like that I could get there when they were in, even when they, we talked about the scene earlier, when they were in the, the in the restaurant and, and the cake thing, unfortunately, I think all of us have probably witnessed or heard something, you know, even in our personal experience that was similar to that, you know what I mean? Or at least um, we've heard, we've seen couples get too far in public, basically is, is what I'm saying. And they, you know, and one, you know what I'm saying? Like, the point I'm trying to make is, I felt like that could happen. That That's what I'm trying to get down to. Oh, but yeah. Like, when, oh, yeah. But I, I felt like that could happen. Oh, yeah. That's the only point I'm trying to make. But the, when he pulled her out the hospital and they, you know, like, went to go get married, I'm like, like, that was just a lot for me. And I had to stop the movie and look that up. And from what I found, and I, I don't notice them. I don't notice them. Mm-hmm. From what I found, that didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. But that particularly makes Ike look like a monster. I mean, can you think your wife is anemic? She just went through labor and you're going to pull her out. The, I mean, I'm just saying... If that would that to me needed to be something that happened. If you you know, like if you're gonna put that in the movie and call it a biopic, like that was heavy. And then that um scene where he assaulted her, that was like a traumatic scene to watch. And, I mean, like that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And um Again, I had to stop because I'm like, yo, did this? Because in my mind, I'm just thinking like, this dude is like, what? You know, why was he even walking around free? You know, like this is crazy. And that, from what I found, that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So the um, 
overall, that was my feeling throughout. You know what I mean? Like, like I was just, and like that scene at the end with the gun, I didn't even need to look that up. I know that didn't happen. Like that, Mm -hmm. that felt like a scene that somebody would write because that's how they wanted it to happen in their head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like you're Tina Turner. Everybody knows about Ike Turner at this point. Ike Turner going to get all the way to your room with a gun. Get out of here. Like that, that. And then, and then at the end, when he puts the gun down and you're just like, what you going to do, Ike? You're going to shoot me? You're going to do, yeah. And that's what I well, thought. And you know, and bro, saying, bro, I see, I see what you're saying. I, I also think though, that if you are, trying to show 40 years of a person's life in two hours that you the work of the person who is adapting that life story I think the work is to you know to somehow convey the truth in some really condensed way and I think that I think that work just requires combining moments and and to get to the essence of things you know and so you know, but I, I see what you're saying, but it, you know, it's like, there is it, it, like, I, I could see the value in a, a biopic only reenacting things that actually happen. I could see that, but I think we also all know that like, if you were to just take one little moment from your life, even though it might actually be a moment that um, is a culminating moment of, you know, in your life, it would need some context in order for it to be understood as a culminating moment. And so I just think the work of adapting and storytelling, um, you know, required you sometimes to, to do that condensing work, you know? And so what do we learn from, um, so, and, and, and a court, and this is on, um, on like some trivia that's on Wikipedia, it does say that the incident in the Ritz theater where Ike fails to scare Tina with his pin- with his pistol is fabricated. Allegedly, Ike made threats to hire a hitman, so Tina carried a pistol, but he did not threaten her in person with a gun as depicted. So that didn't really happen. But with that moment, how the moment served us in the movie, it was a chance for them to have a confrontation and for her to be able to truly show him and us that she had moved beyond her fear of him and that her being in that concert was overcoming. And, you know, maybe well, maybe all of those things happened across many moments, but they needed a way to show it in one moment. So I don't, I don't know in my mind that it takes away from a story when someone kind of takes that kind of liberty. Now, if they did something else where it was like he wasn't ever abuse, physically abusive and they just added that because it added a nice dramatic flair to the movie, I would take issue with that, you know, or if, or if, or if, or if they did something where it's like, you know, she now has a slice across her back because of something he did and she must bear that. And it's not a real, I don't know. So I feel like there's a way to, well, well, I give a little space. I give a little latitude. I'm I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that movie ruined Ike Turner's life. And if he wasn't as much of a monster as he was depicted in that movie, I'm saying that's irresponsible. 
Well, he was, he definitely was. I mean, I watched a couple of, of interviews with Tina Turner and he was absolutely that abusive. Well, I watched a few documentaries on on this and I'm j I don't know what happened. Was but it I'm her just, talking though? But it was, I'm saying that's the thing. If we're just hearing her side, right? She's talking, but I'm just saying, does that negate the people, the, the people who were in the environment? And if they were there and they were observing, does it mean that they can't, like whatever they say doesn't have any impact at all? Like that wouldn't, that would, so like you had um, times where. Who were these other people? What the documentaries in, were these? Like, for example, I watched the the Unsunk, okay, where they had his daughters, the people in the band, some of the iCats, and I, I feel like I, I need to keep clarifying. I'm not saying I know what's going on. I'm just saying, talking to them, they're saying like, yeah, you know, Ike was wild, he's crazy. But he was, he never hit her in front of us, for example. They all said that. Or they also allude to the fact that it's like, yeah, he was crazy. But also to get to where we got to, you can't be a normal, you know what I mean, person. Like you, you, you have to be. And I'm not, there's no excuse to put your hands on anybody. I'm just saying if it wasn't, if it wasn't, if it wasn't as clear as she depicted, I'm just saying that's irresponsible. It, because and she didn't write that movie, by the way. I think it's important to to name that that the movie. Um, so the book, you know, obviously her book was she wrote her book was co-written with someone named Kurt Loder, and the movie was based on her book. But the actual book. What I mean, the actual screenplay was written by someone named Kate Lanier and directed by Brian Gibson. So I do want to name like that actual interpret interpreting of her book. There was a yet and even yet another layer on top. Yeah, and, of I, and, the, and I yeah. and I think that like when you make it clear that a biopic is just it's not a documentary though. It's not. A, I know it's not a documentary. You know, but they didn't stress the fact that this is based. You know what I mean? Like you should say that this was if that's what it is if it's like yo we took some dramatic license all you got to do is based on a true story some events were added oh oh the last but that's, that's yeah, always but that's always the case with a biopic it's based on i, I know that's but why i'm it's saying not a documentary but i'm saying but you should say you in my opinion you should clarify scenes have been added for dramatic effect and that way, when somebody's watching this, whenever they see something wild or whatever, they can know, I don't know if this is a real thing or one of the things that's been added. Maybe I'll go look it up. Maybe I'll, but it's like, the way it's presented, it feels like it was supposed to be depicting real events. That, that, what's, that's your take, what's your take on this, sis? This is tricky. This is murky. This is like, what is the responsibility of a biopic to be accurate what's your take on this sis um i feel like it's hollywood 
<laughs> whenever I'm watching something, I'm like, this seems really a lot, but I'm enjoying it because it's a lot. Like, is it <laughs> like I just like in my mind, I don't like even with stuff like how it was for the woman king and like people were like, oh, my God, it's not accurate. And I was just like, but it's like Hollywood and none of us were alive during that time. And it's not a documentary. So it's not a documentary. That, so I'm always like, there an is objectivity. Some, there are some pieces of everything that are going to be add-ons. But with that being said, I absolutely was curious of the origin story of Ike. I said, because you Bring know, me, yes. I was like, you don't become, I said, if anything in this movie was correct, mm-hmm. I was like, you don't become this way overnight. That's right. And listening yes, to him yes. talk, I was like, oh, honey, he has some trauma, child. Because he's talking about people leaving him. And I'm like, but how long is it extended from people leaving him? Did someone pass away? Did someone say they're going out for milk and not come home? Like, what has happened? Well, I'm going to tell so, you, I don't, want you to, I don't want you to leave off that point. Because that's a very, because apparently his father was killed in front of him. And he was sexually assaulted twice when he was seven. So, there's a lot. Just, was that, I'm just yeah, saying Lord, that. I, 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 I don't want. I want you to keep going on your point. I just wanted to Lawrence interject Fishburne, that in there. Lawrence Fishburne turned the part down five times because the original versions of Ike in, in the script apparently were um, they were uh, very one dimensional, and he was just a monster. And so he needed the the character to to be able to show the depth. And so that's why as we watched it, we were thinking like, oh, he, this man has been through something, you know, apparently Lawrence Fishburne worked with them to get that, to, to make sure that, that it was clear to show that, that this it was, was a layered. damaged person. Yeah. That it was layered. That it, like the fringe dress. Once again, Let's circle back. <laughs> but that is yeah. Yeah. to show him as complex. <laughs> because he, I think mm-hmm. everyone is right. Absolutely. I don't think, unless there is some mental instability with someone. Even that, most that's a complexity. Right. Most people don't just wake up and go, oh, yes, I'm about to beat my wife up and drag her down the hallway in front of our children. Like, I'm just pulling a scene from the movie. You know what I mean? So I'm That was a bit crazy. It it was a lot. And then even I also thought about those children. Even though children are in this movie, I'm like, those were real tears from that little boy. And I all, every time I watch this movie, I always wonder how they calmed him down to let her them know that she was okay and he didn't really mean that. I always just think about that for that little boy because he was truly crying. She and probably so, she she probably came out. And like, right, you know, yeah. just just to 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 let him know. I, but mm. I think about like this is a movie, so we could go, oh, Miss Angela's okay, Mr. Lawrence is okay. But in real life, what happens to a child when they see that? Oh, when you're talking about that, you're talking about. The, the child in the movie or you're saying yes oh, okay okay well, well both yeah you're because because about the i'm thinking about and also the i'm talking about child. the actor yeah, yeah. okay that, okay. Little, boy, no, that little boy was really crying he was in terror yeah. and that they they couldn't cue that up you know what i mean like he was really concerned and so i think about that It'd be so messed I, up if he was like no i'm just a really good actor right <laughs> like oh my god at one yes and so <laughs> but then I think about there are children and people who experience that their existence. Absolutely. And so every day when I see that, I almost go, you know, part of me goes, 
I can't see you stealing her out of the hospital and you all creeping down the fire escape, which made me laugh because I was like, this is why there's so many security measures in hospitals now. <laughs> so, yeah, from the smoking that used to happen up in there, <laughs> now people being stirred <laughs> out the back door, you know, like all these different things are happening. Um, but the other side is if you are someone that is that genius, they always say, it teeters on a line of insane, right? And it clearly from the music that Ike was writing, he was a musical genius. But the it, the, the parts of it, they made me go, dang, how this is translating. I can't put past that this may not have happened in some way, shape or form. But also what came to my mind is the people we'd never really talk about. And it was those that always let this stuff go on. You don't stop it. You enable it. Where are you? What are you saying? When are you saying that this is wrong? When are you saying that this is not okay? But a lot of times when you listen to those different individuals, a lot of it's, it's like, this is just how it was. These are this just things that, that were going on. And so I'm thankful now that some things would be called out and some things wouldn't be able to happen, but it did. It, it made me very, it made me very sad for him. It made me very sad for him, but it also made me very sad for Tina because she had experienced her own trauma of her mom leaving when she's like six years old mm -hmm. and she's grown up with her grandma. And, you know, now she's back in this, she's in the city and she's, it's new. And I'm thinking of like, yeah, you're experiencing that as well, because mm -hmm. you don't want to leave someone like someone left you, as she said, and also, um, you have a mom in the movie, I don't know how true it is, that she could be bought. And so it is just a very, it was a very, that, that it was, is a very complex movie. That and was we, another yeah. one, Brit, That You brought up some, like you brought up some that I really wanted to talk about, two of them. The fact that I wonder how bad her mom was. I, I do, I wonder about that because she was bad in this movie. In the sense Played of- Played by the, Jennifer Lewis. Yeah, because like, if, like, let's just say the things were going like they were going in the movie, and I can't even come to you like that is, and I'm just saying if that if that didn't happen, that was just a heavy thing to put in, and I also, and I also think Britt that just from a storytelling perspective, and I know this movie is about Tina Turner. But I feel like if you you could have took five minutes to delve into the origin story, however you do it cinematically, but just don't excuse nothing. Nobody does. Right. But it's just more a complete picture of, you know what I mean, of what's well, going I kinda, on. I, and I thought they did give us a little peek into the mom because the first time, so when um, when the mother leaves anime, behind anime then walks into the house and the house is in tatters obviously a fight has occurred right, there right and then when we do finally get to hear from the mother the mother says listen your father and i had a very you know tumultuous relationship that wasn't her exact language but we get to see that there was e abuse in that home that was severe so i felt i personally felt like in the same way that we felt like man that Ike Turner is complex and been through something. 
And that's what's showing up. I felt that way about the mom too. And it doesn't let people off the hook for the impact of what they did and for their actions, mm. not letting people, you, you, you did what you did. Okay. But I felt like they made the mom complex and gave us a little peek. Like she wasn't just a jerk. She yeah, was yeah. fleeing yeah. something. I, you, you know, know what, what it made me think I, 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 I could get with you on that, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like they made I complex. I, I feel like they made it. Oh my gosh. When he was sitting there saying like, I've been left behind so many times. How many people have I nurtured? And they, you know, they just, they just left me here. You know, and one of the things he kept saying, and in some ways it felt like an abusive, like mental manipulative tactic, but the way that he, they were conveying it, it was very much also to me, it was sharing his, his, his personal kind of like interior dialogue. He was constantly saying, oh, I guess now you're going to leave me, you know? And so there was something something in him that wanted to chase her away and beat her to leave him, but also hold her close. I felt he was oh, complex God. in there. Lawrence Fishburne did an amazing job. He no, he, 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 no, him he, he, and Angela Bassett. Oh, they played. Oh. No, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I really was impressed with the acting. Definitely. I'll say that. I'll say that. But <laughs> oh. I'm seeing the parts when the way I felt when Ike was talking about people who left him. Right. In my mind, first of all, who are you talking about? Like, so because I we all know we all know people who talk about what they did, and you like, but I don't know any of these stories though. You know what I'm saying? But and so for me, it made me feel like it was part of the abuse. It didn't feel like it was added to its complexity. It felt like it was. Manipulation. Like, now this dude is manipulated. Now, now he's saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's helped." All it, it's like giving himself an excuse to to act in the ways in which he's acting, mm-hmm. which that it would was not probably be all of that. It was probably because all of even because w- what I'm saying is, if you are an artist and you help some artists and they went on to become famous that still doesn't connect to you abusing somebody, to me. Mm-hmm. But if you were sexually assaulted twice when you were seven, and you, that is more of a, you know what I mean? Like, it just- Well, bro, that- I, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to kind of, you know, because I think the way that people experience the trauma, you know, of whatever level it is, I mean, it's hard to predict how things will impact a person and how they might act. This is true. You know, so to kind of say only this this kind of activity merits this kind of reaction. No, you're you're right. That's tricky. You're absolutely right. That's very tricky. You're absolutely right. So so if I I look at it that way, then I can see the complex. Like, like, because basically if I'm, let's just assume that part was true. Like, like he wasn't just saying it. Then that, I I could get there. I could get Mm -hmm. there like, like, yo, all these people have done such and such, and now you're going to do it too. I got abandonment issues. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Have you all ever seen the movie Enough with Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. No. Yeah. She, it's a good movie. I love Jennifer Lopez it's as an actually, actress. I love that movie. It's really good, but it is about a woman who um, a man gets with her, he ends up being abusive, and she has to get away from him. But towards the beginning of their marriage, she goes to his mom 
after he has hit her. And his mom says to her, oh my goodness, sweetie, what did you do? And so I think about that in the context of Anna's mom, right? Like you, you let Ike know that she was on a bus on her way to see. No, her. that was crazy. That and so I it make I just you know I see that and I just go what what's happening and I feel part of me feels really I don't even know if I want to say bad maybe like so far from it I feel so distant from it as I'm watching it like dang can, is this really happening like your own mom who's getting a second chance with you would do this or. Your mom you have, that was also an abused lady. Right. Or you have your um husband, he's he raped you. And, or you have a situation where there, there are the other things that are involved, right? Of course, drugs and all these different things that can alter a person's personality. And so I'm just like, this seems so far away, but I'm like, this is probably many people's reality of course not to that extent right because mm. of the money and the access mm. but just in terms of like this being a narrative it really I even if those parts did not happen to Tina Turner they had to be shown because they are many people's stories mm-hmm. that may not honestly be here to tell it because mm-hmm. they didn't make it. Um, and so I don't know what gets someone to the space of I can beat you up like you're a man, punch you. I don't I don't know. I don't know what, but the part that I can understand in a sense is what will make you stay. The programming that happens to women in these type of situations is really is quite insidious, and it's and it's and it's like it's so quiet and in a way that's like, oh, just work with them, just work with it. You have food, you have a house, you have a car, you have all these things. Just it's okay. Even the part when he was flirting with one of the background singers, his her mother was holding the baby. She was like, "Oh, men will just be men," and it's like there's this dismissal that happens in these beginning phases where violence, you know, and and I'll say physical violence is not happening, but by the time you get to that space, there's been such a breakdown that I am going to stay after you basically broke my nose in front of my children in front of my in front of my friends and colleagues it's it it is it is it it, it, it you don't get to that and i remember that in high school watching a video on abuse and that video on abuse has stuck with me ben savage was in it it was in our health class <laughs> and it was That's talking random. about ben savage's abuser and it random. was talking about the process of what abuse starts to look like Mm. and the beginning parts are this emotional abuse where your mind is being trained to be okay Mm -hmm. 
yep. with mm. what this person is doing. Yep. And yep. I'm just like, the moment that she found freedom, she couldn't even find it. And then I, I one part I do want to know though, whether it was an ad lib or, or it was like as a direction was when he pulled up and he was in the black Cadillac to get him out of the van. I mean, off the, off the bus. And he hit her in the head as she was getting in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. I was like, Lawrence, was this you? Or yeah, was I, this? I'm going to just tell you. This like, direction. Because like, you did I'ma that. You. He made me hate him in this movie. I'm going to just tell he you. Sure if, that, if that, if that, if I was her mom and that didn't happen like that, I would be infuriated. Like, so like I mean, because she called her in the depths and like, and she said, please don't tell him. And I'm like, why would she even say that? Cause that, cause I get, cause like that would be, and then you show up in the next, I just hope, I, I don't, this I'm is, just saying it. I, you, uh, can I tell y'all, I, I am, I'm really appreciating this conversation. I would not have guessed that we would be sitting here parsing this content this way. I didn't, I mean, it's so interesting because when I was watching it, and I think when I watched biopics in general, I just so live in the reality. Like in my mind, it's like, this is an interpret. This is somebody's interpretation of something, you know? I just even remember like when the Temptations movie came out and there was like one of them, I don't think it was Otis, who just looked like he was the only one with any virtue in the whole team. And it was like, okay, Otis, all right. But anyway, but it was, just, so I, I I guess I'm so ready to understand that, you know, these are a like these are a take that I didn't, I didn't struggle at all while watching it with, with wondering what piece of it was real, but what piece of it and what piece of it wasn't. Well, was well, just, but I'm appreciating this conversation yeah. because- uh, but, and, and the other part of it is the one thing I did do after I watched it was like, I was like, I wish that I had given myself more time and I didn't have a newborn daughter because I, uh, I wanted she, to watch she, whatever time you had, she was oh good for me. <laughs> exactly. Because if I had <laughs> just even a little bit more time, I would have at least watched Tina's documentary you know yeah um, that's I what also, I want to watch next yes I also would have read like I, Tina has a book um Ike has a book you know like if we you know there, there would have been a way Ike to, has a book he does and it's okay. called taking back my name you know and so there you know there are there are um you know if we wanted to actually have a conversation about the truthfulness of the movie there are a lot of resources out there I think for us to be able to to, to start to parse some of that. And in fact, what I could do really quickly on, on Wikipedia uh, page, they do have some, you know, corrections for a couple of the scenes we were just talking about. I'll tell you really, really quickly. Okay. The, um, the, and I'm just going to read from what they have here. The infamous eat the cake anime scene was an exaggerated reenactment of an incident that occurred during the early years of the review. Tina recalled that when they stopped to order food, someone brought her a pound cake while they were sitting in a car. Although Tina said she did not order it, Ike ordered her to eat all of it while he watched. And the scene where Tina was raped during the recording of Nutbush City Limits was exaggerated from what she stated in her book. Tina claimed that sometimes after Ike would hit her, he would then have sex with her. Ike maintained that he never raped Tina. 
Netbush City Limits was recorded at their Bullock Sound recording studio, not at not at their home, as depicted in the film. Um, and then one other that um, we t- we talked earlier about that line: <laughs> uh, "If you don't make it, I'll kill you." When when she's in the ambulance, Ike did not tell Tina, "If you don't make it, I'll kill you," as depicted in the ambulance scene. Tina stated in her book that after her suicide attempt, she joked with a friend that she was so afraid of Ike, he probably threatened her, which is why she survived. She was unconscious and did not know what he actually said. Ike stated in his book that he scolded Tina as his way of motivating her to fight for her life. And then I will say they do have something on the hospital scene here. The film depicts Ike and his entourage sneaking Tina out of the hospital after she gave birth to get married. In reality, Ike was not present for the birth of their son, Ronnie. Tina wrote in her book that a few days after she checked herself out of the hospital, she discovered that the woman Ike hired to replace her while she recuperated was a sex worker using her stage name, Tina Turner, to get clients. She confronted the woman and after they got into a fight, Tina performed a show that night. Ike wrote in his book, Taking Back My Name, that he was unaware that the woman was a sex worker. He was out of town to attend a court hearing in St. Louis when Tina actually gave birth in Los Angeles and they actually married in 1962, two years after the birth of their son. So anyway, the, so then there's a long list of these, um, you know, of just, uh, ways, you know, just corrections. But I also think that is the case for every biopic. But, but, I think but, there are but, always but latitudes taken to to drive a, a to drive a theme home or a conclusion. But I, I know we're, I know we're driving a theme, but we're also dealing with real people. And yeah. Ike's life was ruined, and I'm just saying, if he was like that, it deserved to be ruined. Yep. You know what I mean? That's what. But if it wasn't, I'm just saying that is. You got to think of the order of what happened. She blew up. He went to jail shortly after that. In the interim, she she comes with this movie. He gets out of jail. And then now you got people spitting on you in the streets. You know what I mean? Because you think about, everybody was talking about this movie at the time. You know what I mean? Well, let's let's talk about, um, you know, I, 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 I just so appreciate our, um, you know, this discussion of just like the, how the content came to be. You know, how did that, how did we manage to get that on the screen? You know, and that becomes now the story that we hold, you know, and we started to talk a little bit about the portrayals, you know, because part of the reason why it felt like, you know, a really like a take was because it felt, in my opinion, pretty real in terms of like, I thought Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne did the damn thing in this in these roles also every single person candy alexander played ike at you know um vanessa had, bill calloway yes as an ike at yeah um, she did good too so good shy mcbride as an ike at and then we had jennifer lewis again as the mother um what did y'all think of some of these some of these performances i feel like the entire movie was casted very well there was not one person that to me did not hold their own. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Ike's first girlfriend that we meet. Um, every that listen, she played Which, a very, oh, yeah, Penny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Penny the, Johnson Gerald played Lorraine Taylor. 
Yeah, she, who, who tried to kill herself? Played that part. Yeah, who tried to kill Ooh. herself? Yes, yes. And I was when I was what? I guess I knew I knew lines, and I was waiting for her to say it. You're not even worth the bullet. I said it before she said it. And I was laughing like, why do I remember this stuff from this movie? Maybe because I've watched it a million times. BET will play this movie on repeat. And because Black people um, be quoting it. We, 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 we be quoting this movie, quoting yo. It. Yes, we do. And so I really, she did an amazing job of showing someone who over time just... In this movie, and I'll say that because we've already discussed how some things are not real. In this movie, her character showed how what happens to you over time staying a possibility. Let me say that of what can happen to you over time when you stay in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. And by this point, she's used to the women. And then she started to cope now, right? Because we see that happen to Tina later on when she uh, tries to kill herself. But then you see that she's like alcohol. Yep. Then she tries to shoot herself, which, you know, I don't, I, to this day, I've been trying to figure out where she shot herself. They had her covered up in a blanket. And I'm thinking if I'm really trying to get out of here, I'm going straight for the temple. But I was like, I, to this day, well, I maybe, maybe sometimes maybe people she, aren't though. You know, yeah, maybe she really wasn't trying to get out yeah, of here. Yeah, some people call for yeah. help. Some people were, yeah, yeah. And also, so, sometimes when you're drunk and high, you don't have a good aim. Yeah. I was like, oh, you grazed her arm. <laughs> yeah. I just assume, so, I sometimes she did, your aim's not like good. A, she like turned on herself, like shot in the stomach or something. Like that's, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's what, that's I, what I was assuming. Yeah. Okay. Because I was just like, you can't see anything. Um, Not that we just need to see that. And then also. But people do survive headshots too. They do. They do. Yeah, so. But that part when she rolled up on that grass. <laughs> I see you playing daddy now. And I, she <laughs> so I said, oh, she is going through, honey. Because, see, I so anyway, I just thought that that was. And they, and I wonder when he had his daughters. Because in this movie, they only have four boys. Yeah. And it, how old the daughters are. Or maybe they never had four boys. I have no idea. No, they have four boys. Because also in the movie, they never talk about Tina had a baby before Ike. She already had a son. She, she already had a son. Yeah. And, 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 and that's just, and I'm just saying that was just another thing that is like. So they deleted is, a human? No, no, he was there. They just didn't really explain him. It was they, like they, Lorraine, they, they, Lorraine. They didn't Taylor. even mention him, but they said four sons one time. Lorraine like, Taylor, the mother of Ike's sons, Ike Jr. and Michael, did not drop them off at his home with Tina as depicted in the film. In reality, Ike went to St. Louis and brought his sons to Los Angeles after Lorraine informed him she was going to leave them there. Tina also brought her son, Craig, to live with them. And they only had one They only son. have one child together. The, yeah. the daughters That's crazy were, because the they daughters like were, Craig was Ike and Tina's child. Who? They, in the movie, they made Craig. Craig was there, but they made Craig seem as though that was Ike and Tina's first son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they made so, it seem like their child was her first child. And I was, and I'm yeah. just saying that's another because, like, if she's bringing a child, that just adds more dimension. Yeah. And and I, that's why I'm just saying this movie was trying to have a very specific. And it, it had an agenda. You know what I mean? And, and, I, I, I want to struggle. I want to struggle with that language, y'all. I struggle with that language. I, I mean, it's one thing. I mean, maybe an agenda. That's strong. It is strong to say it's that strong. it had an agenda. Every My every subjective, like it's it's a take. 
it's a take. Yeah. And I, I, I struggle with it being like someone on a mission to, you know, drive a point home. <laughs> I it was like written by the one person that I turn to turn down. <laughs> right. Oh, we no, get I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying like, we can't act like this is the first movie ever to try to I, summarize a life and take liberties in doing it. And like, I, I'm not, you know and what I'm I mean? Not, and I want to be clear. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying with I think and I don't. Tip, I, I'm I not think saying it did, that. I, I think it did the typical thing that biopics do. I feel like but, it was just to me. It's just exactly what happens in the biopic. Though. But I, I'm just saying, I haven't seen many biopics. I can't think of another one that made somebody as monstrous as they made. I well, let, well, let and, me and, say and I'm just saying, I don't stick around to watch them because some of these biopics be going on for 17 days, two <laughs> hours. They, 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 I'm not real, watching that's your real, whole that's story. Real talk no, right there. But I, I don't, I don't think. For me, I don't think it was as much to destroy Ike as it was to elevate Tina. Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt like they were wanting to show Tina as somebody who was in a really? dire overcame. Yeah. circumstance and she overcame. That's what I think yeah. they were trying what to did show. It look like mm -hmm. that. But I'm just saying, I feel like if, if Ike wasn't that bad, he had, that was a biopic, but he had real life ramifications. Yeah. And I'm just saying that is something people should be responsible about because I, I agree. I'm just That's saying, if you're point. if yep. you're about to ruin, imagine having somebody you don't know spit on you. Like, but you like, know what like, though, bro? That brings in another context. Mm. People be doing too much. Like people. Oh no, no, no you're right. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like no, that who, brings in. No, who she was wrong. Who, whenever that happened, that yeah, yeah. Too. It's, but it's I'm just like, yeah. But no, There's I agree letters. with you. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, don't make somebody out to be something that they are not. Yeah, talk about That's how awful they were. Yes, but don't yes. drum it up. Like, That's don't say, oh my goodness, someone accidentally stepped on your toe. Don't go, ah, they saw me. They saw my toe. And they, and they shot me. In <laughs> they the shot me in the yeah, toe. Yeah, my toe is gone now because this specific <laughs> real person. And it was the pinky yeah. toe. Now I don't have any balance. And so it's like, and then and, somebody that was there was like, but actually you kind of stubbed your toe because that's not what happened. You know what I mean? First like, of all, it was your finger. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk and more this, about this. This was a question that James actually, James raised as we were um, watching this. And it was not his first time watching it either. He hadn't seen it in, in a long time, but he had seen the movie before. And of course, like I said, I've seen it many times. Um, but James' question was like, hmm, how would you rank this biopic like against the other kind of like black celebrity biopics that are that are out there, you know, and you know the list we were coming up with was like, you know, Malcolm X, you know, James Brown, you know, you got the Jackie Roberts, King Richard, you know, um, the Ali movie, you Ray know, yes, Ray Charles. Um, would you think of this as like what? Like, would you put it toward the top of the list in terms of those like black celebrity biopics? Yeah, it's one we talk about. It's one that's quotable. Yeah. But those other ones you talked about, I've I don't really remember them. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you, except for Malcolm X. <laughs> Malcolm X, I remember because it was three days long. But like 
and it had it had some depth to it. it had a lot of depth to it but like these other the other ones that you named like when I think about in terms of things that have been very pivotal I guess you could say for the black community in terms of a a, a movie that we always remember um I think there were some parts for Ray that you still do remember like how he would touch the person's arm to see if they were fat or not like you know stuff like but I that don't, I don't like, have any quotes from Ray that I can I think don't of. Even uh-uh. though I really we love his that music, movie. though, yeah, yeah. I he, enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and I, Jamie Foxx did an amazing job. Like, yes, he did. But, but I see that's it I didn't think make the, it into the the the, the content yeah. didn't make it into our, you know, I think, our. I guess the the black ethos. It didn't. I didn't. I but you know what? And this is probably I'm guilty of this. Uh, not probably. I know I am. When I'm looking at these movies, <laughs> these <laughs> biopics and stuff like that, I'm like, none of us were there. So if what you're doing is taking me on a good journey of this person's story, a look at it as you're not said to take, I'm like, well, let's go. Let's go. But what I do not appreciate are the real life ramifications, like everybody hating Ike Turner, right? Every, oh, this man is vicious. I, I personally and think even, he's the devil. I do right. feel that way now. And well, yeah, sh- I, I, I would be very hard for me to give him an objective. <laughs> and then people hating him to the yeah. point where they don't even realize they're projecting onto him what may be abuse they experienced uh, in their lives. Mm. And so I think about how I don't like how media does that. Yes. I don't in general. Like, yeah. in general. Yeah. like even when it comes to um insecure. There were people that were like calling Yvonne Orgy Molly. And it's like, I am Yvonne Orgy. Like I'm not, <laughs> this is a character I'm playing. People are real upset with me in real life for a script that I was playing out. I think so often how many actors and actresses name that and they name it so often. And so then it makes me go, what is the psyche? What 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 is happening to people when they're watching these things that I just can't step away? Mm. That I just can't be in this moment watching this Absolutely. that I am able to now go, oh, that was more because, because see the character. thing was, you it, know, if people were like that and they were like y'all, like if they're like y'all too, right? If everybody was like that, you could pretty much do whatever you want because everybody would, like even as much as Janai hate Ike Turner, she ain't gonna spit on it. You Never. know what I mean? When she saw, saw him, so it's just like, you know, her And hate, I also it, know for sure that I that there are more factual takes out there. You know what I mean? So I'm also holding that. Yeah, and and it's like you you in the I'm saying you her hate is innocuous. It ain't affected Ike. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's what I'm saying. And I'm saying for me, I know I'm just supposed to be watching the movie. But because because like yo, I hated Ike, right? Before I even see this movie. And but when I'm watching, I'm like, God, dog, like. Who is, and it made me look it up because I'm like, if this, if this is, you know, like, and I'm just saying, for me, I feel like, and I know I keep going back to this, but I feel like 
in the beginning, if if you said, based on the true story, events added for dramatic effect. That's all. <laughs> One sentence. We added a little sprinkle. And yeah, just, just and that way, and that way, you don't know what is real and what's not. So you could just watch the movie, and then yeah. you're not you're not thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Because this is like, I'm gonna tell you. I don't know how they got in the headspace to do that assault scene, but that was heavy. It was. And Florence Fishburne said that um, he told them they were only, he was only going to be able to do it four times. I watched him do an interview and he was basically saying that he in his first marriage was abusive. He was physically abusive to his wife and he had done years of therapy to move away from that. And, um, and he said, okay, I can do this for this character but I don't want to go back there. I don't want to be in that headspace for too long. And I don't want the cast and the crew to have to be all day filming this tremendous. Right, right, scene. right, 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 right. And so he said, um, he, he was in, he was being interviewed by Jamel Hill in this, this interview. And yes, he, Jamel. he said, um, I told them we would only do that scene four times maximum, no more. And we were not, you know, not going to do it multiple days. So they did it four times one day scene done. Because he said, I didn't want any of us included. He did. He said part of it was protecting Angela from having to be in that right. moment over and over and over again when normally you could tape a scene all day. So. And it is, it's amazing. This is why actors and actresses are amazing. But then you do see the other side of it when some of them can't come out of it. Like a Heath Ledger. Like you see what can happen when someone, the character starts to take them over. Or there any? I always like that one movie with Omar Epps in too deep. Whenever uh, he was a cop, oh, okay, he was a he was a cop. He was a cop. Tyree or I can't remember uh, what his character's name was, but he was a cop in the movie. And in the movie, he went in, uh, went undercover to be a part of a gang, and that was doing, of course, a bunch of things. And um, it was it was a lot of stuff. And it was like really gruesome. You'll never watch that movie, sis. And so you'll 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 never watch it. And so, but it showed him get into this character where he no longer was able to be different. He was in too deep, deep, Mm. as the movie talked about, right? And so he basically had to go through counseling and all this different stuff Mm. afterwards to be able to process out of being this person for so Woo! long that's and having to do things to prove himself. That's a good example. And so because that's I, how it'll be happening. That's oh my god. I think about that for someone playing these very intense psychotic like I I'm uh, listen, I'm saying a prayer for whoever played that Jeffrey Dahmer part. I've never no. I'm never watching that. I ain't even watching I'm that. never I watching know. it. No. I, I remember when that stupid stuff was happening in real life. I don't need to watch that. Yeah, this was happening in real life. No thank you. I don't no wanna way. but it is also a conversation of how our and I don't know how other cultures are, you know, outside of the United States. I mean I have a sense, but what happens in the United States, how much we love some good trauma porn. We love us. Law and Order SVU is on season eight million and two. Yep. Episode one billion and seven. Yep. And it is amazing. At the beginning of everyone, these sexually based heinous crimes are based off of true events. At there this are, point, show are, me some reruns of Reading Rainbow. There are whole channels uh, that just show true crime and crime. stuff like that. And, you know. Uh, yeah, there's it's, a, it's, 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 
It's too much. Yeah. It's too but much. Yeah, but, but well, I, I just want to say, all that to be said, the fact that we're talking the way we're talking just speaks to how well the movie was acting. Yeah. I, I, I yes. think it was very, it was very, well said, it was very well acted. Everybody, bro, are did you a great are you job. summing? Are you taking us yeah. to the vote? I think I, I like think we did. Yeah, we can take vote. us to the vote, bro. We can vote. But you know what? I do. I, I, still, I need to go last. I, I need to go last because I and I know we just did this last time, but like I'm still. <laughs> I need to hear y'all because I'm I'm very conflicted because I respect all the acting in the movie. I just find myself clouded. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I know that the movie has penetrated culture on a level that this is one of the movies that you didn't have to see and you know lines out the movie. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you a song, what I used to say all the time. And I still say, sing how I wrote it. That, that's how I, I never even saw the movie. So I'm, yeah. I'm conflicted. So please yeah, well, my one line that I that I have always said was, "I know the song, I I wrote it." You know? Know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm happy to go first because yeah, I'm clear on this movie. This is the classic mm. for me. Okay, and mm. I'm going to tell you why. It is because yeah. that Angela Bassett and that <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne they played these parts. Okay, I just like man, and and let me just say it, it like wanting to and again you all know I've just been a student of like film writing and stuff like that so I'm very much like always like I'm assessing based on what I know the criteria is for successful storytelling just based on what the experts say this is just a well done story you know and again as I mentioned earlier when I'm watching these movies I always I know that these things are like I'm able to hold as I'm watching it. This is a fictionalized take on true events. I always think about that when I'm watching a biopic. And frankly, when I'm watching documentaries, I barely trust documentaries sometimes. Because when people are like, oh, this documentary is like showing all sides. Is it? Okay. So I think- Because I need to talk to the janitor. Totally. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> I guess what I'm saying Who's is- cleaning that hotel room? I guess what I'm saying is because I have complete trust issues and don't trust any gatekeepers whatsoever- I certainly don't trust yes, it. In the, that's what I, all kind of NDA in what is it NDAs floating around? Oh, totally, yeah. totally. We're not getting because I just think about my own life <laughs> and how people look at my life and they think they know. And I'm not Tina Turner, y'all don't know, you know. And so I, I personally like I have like because of that I go into this like oh it's a movie, you know it's like watching a Little yeah. Mermaid, okay. Yeah. So I, for me, it's a classic because yeah, I just so like it was well done and those actors played those parts, okay? And I could just watch it over and over again and I have watched it over and over again and I'm going to keep watching it over and over again. So I'm clear on this one, y'all. This one gets my fringe dress, for sure. Yes. One thing we did not talk about with is the limo scene, which is an iconic scene about when you finally see... <laughs> Breaking point. I, I, I said that one happened. <laughs> she whooped his ass. Okay. And then I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or not, but Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett are so good that you're seeing them walk into this hotel looking toe up from the flow up, bloody. And it's funny because they're both walking like nothing has happened and oh, yeah. they both look normal right now. <laughs> It, all, it makes me think about on um, 
Friday, whenever she's like, you know, are you high? And he's like, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he does like this on his shirt as if it's going to make him not look high anymore. <laughs> it's like Ice Cube, that didn't work. Yeah, your true? tactic still, is not I strong. Still is it? <laughs> like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> and so it made me, I appreciated in that moment how it was like a yes. And it was the comedic relief as well because it's like you're seeing this man, he's taking off his boot. She hit him in his balls with her she, with her heel. And it was on a popper from that point. You know, and so. That, and the other thing about that scene, it felt very real. Because like if, if she kicked him with that is that that is a pain that y'all won't understand. <laughs> he was definitely don't wanna know. <laughs> I don't want to know because that I'm like with a heel. There would have had to be some type of hole in there at this point. I was like that that she and she went over there and it was also how what made it seem real too because she didn't go over there and like you know start you know like an athletic punch. It was like. Yeah. It definitely was. It definitely was. It definitely was. I didn't think so. I just really appreciated that part. Um, but at any rate, I this movie absolutely gets my fringe dress. And the reason why it gets my fringe dress is because it evokes so much conversation and emotion. And I think that it also tells a narrative that many people have not gotten a chance to voice. This is, there are so many people from everywhere that can look at this movie and go, that was my mom, that was my dad. Men get abused too. That, that was my dad, that was, you know, my aunt, that was my uncle, that was my cousin, that was me on Tuesday. Like th these, these are things that absolutely are happening. And so when I could see a movie showing this character being vindicated and free at the end to the point where she says, I don't want anything from you. I just want my name. And at 43 starts over the age where they tell women, well, basically your life is done and you don't have no more years left. Um, you, you get an opportunity to see this, this woman recreate her life. Mm. And be able to move forward and start a, a new narrative that says, I am, because I remember a commercial from her years ago, and I think it was a stocking commercial. And she said, I'm resilient. Mm. Now, that, if there is not a better word that we all need to be inspired to become, and that is being resilient. Mm. So um, it absolutely gets my fringe dress because the acting was impeccable. It was amazing. All the casting was great. The direction for everybody was great. You know, even though everything wasn't accurate, I still enjoyed the movie and I still have quotables in my mind from this movie that will never go away. And to be honest, if this movie comes on, y'all always know I say this, if this movie comes on TV, I'm absolutely going to sit down and watch it. I had to actually make myself watch some parts because I knew what was happening without even having to look. I was like, Brittany, actually watch it. Cause I was going to walk away. I was in the kitchen doing stuff. Mm. I was going to know exactly what's happening. So anyway, it absolutely gets my fringe dress. Uh, right. Bro, well, bro, well, it's think, on you. Yeah, I think y'all sold me. I mean, I, I just want to be clear that when I'm rating this movie, I'm only, I'm going to just detach myself and just rate the movie. 
I don't think I will ever watch it again because it just had me in a weird space. But I honestly, I feel like it was a it's a it's a classic and it's a classic. I just I I can't like it's so in our culture and it was so well done. Like if like put it this way. If if it wasn't about I could see the but they just changed the names and made it and it was the same I movie, I would I would feel a lot like if it was clearly fiction, I would feel probably a lot different. So I'm just going to separate that and say based on the movie itself, itself, it was a great movie and, it, mm. and I, I'll say it gets my French dress. But this this Whoa. was all. Oh gosh. Hard. At the right perspective, we're getting to the heart of these questions. We're, we're, yeah. raise, we're raising the tough questions on the right yes. perspective. But we have dug in and we have determined that what's love got to do with it That's what is you a classic from Whenever you get back the right perspective. To the heart of the matter. Yes. Yes. It has so many good And things. also, rest in peace, Tina Turner. Yes. We love and respect you. No, and no love for Ike. No, no love for Ike. I don't get this. And oh, again, and Tina, we love you. As I was just I, saying, we are so sorry Full that stop. we are so if, sorry that they sullied your name. But <laughs> it should have been sullied. Possibly. 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 Allegedly. Possibly. possibly. Sullied. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I will keep keep my lips off it. I don't, <laughs> know. I don't know either way. Yeah. I don't know either way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you all for, for joining us. And we'd love to get your take. Please let us know in the comments. Send us a message. What do yeah, you, what, what's, what's love got yeah. to do with it for you? Yeah. Give us, <laughs> let us know what you think. We can't wait to yeah. hear from you, everybody. Thanks for a great season, y'all. Thanks thank for, for, for participating so with us. So and we can't wait to see really you in season four of The Right Thank you, everybody. Love oh, you, bro, and sis. Thank I you, love y'all.